Welcome back to podcast. I'm Cass and every week I bring you another guest who tells us their story and any tips to combat the shit that life loves to throw our way. This week I was thinking of self-love with everything else going on in my life. It is so hard to find time for it and then not to feel guilty about having that time. The amount of time that I will schedule it in and then I feel guilty because there's something better I could be doing that's worthwhile. I need to get myself out of thinking like that. My guest this week is such a sweet person and she has used her own life experiences to advocate for self-love and she can give us ways to do this without feeling guilty. So today we have got the amazing Niha Sonne. Hi Niha. Hello Cassie. It's wonderful to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure indeed. Now you are you are a self-love advocate based in Hong Kong, aren't you? I am, absolutely. Do you want to tell some of my listeners about what a self-love advocate, can't speak today, sorry guys, self-love <laughs> ad- advocate does? Self-love advocate sends a lot of love to you in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, self-love advocate is someone who professes on self-love from their own life experiences, uh, as well as seeing the difference self-love can actually make. Yeah. So, So adopting different identities and using strategies can help one to learn to love themselves because we don't learn this. If we don't learn this from our parents, chances are that we're never going to learn it until we come to a point in time when we have something happens and we wake up. For some yeah. people, it happens close to their deathbed. Yeah. And then no, on um, your website, you wrote about to find the love we're looking for on the outside, we have to find the love within us. And that really resonated with me because that's something that I've been telling my friends for eons. You know, I've always believed that you have to love yourself before you can find the person that you're meant to be with. Otherwise, you're just going to keep attracting the wrong person because you, you're looking for something to make your life better when they should be the bonus to your life, really. Yeah, absolutely right. And this is what people are looking for on the outside, constantly forgetting that that love can also be given to themselves. They can learn that. And without that, it's like a safety belt. When you wear that safety belt, you can help others on the aircraft. If you don't, (laughs) you can't. You're panicking. (laughs) (laughs) You're panicking and just grabbing onto anyone and everything to save you. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. You can't save yourself. You can't save others. So what got you into becoming a self-love advocate? Um, Actually, when I became a mom, I realized I was repeating the mistakes. Um, Of course, I didn't know I was making those mistakes, but I caught myself uh, because what I saw in my son's eyes was absolute terror and that was the moment that reminded me of how terrorized I myself was growing up and so I had to change my entire way of being thinking speaking my whole physiology biology everything like I needed everything to speak love and I didn't know how 
And through this understanding and awakening and the practice, I realized I I was struggling to love myself. All of that, the invalidation, all of the anger, all of those emotions that were not addressed were coming up for me. But I did not have, I did not give myself the permission to express that in my relationship with my son. What do I do to take care about that? So that's the part that got me separately taking care of it through meditation, through self-learning, a lot of knowledge about myself. So when I learned that, I realized there is whatever I was told about myself, I started to question it. Like, I'm useless, I'm worthless. But is that really true? Yeah. That was someone's opinion of me and that's not the reality. So what is the truth about me? I learned I can be better. Yeah, I, I feel that. that betterness. I can bring that betterness to my relationships. That's amazing. I mean, everybody knows that I've got a son myself and he is, I see him as the testimony to my life. So yeah. everything that I want people to remember me for, he's going to be the living example of that. And you do learn so much about yourself once you become responsible for somebody else because you're like, I'm imprinting and do I really want what I'm seeing being imprinted to be what I'm putting out into the world? And yeah, it's a massive wake-up call. Yes, absolutely. Wake-up call is correct. <laughs> it, is, it is amazing. I mean... I've always struggled with um, self-valuation. I've always put myself down. Um, I joke about it a lot, but there is currents of it running through all the time. And it's only been in the last five years or so that I've really put effort into me because it was always there's work, there's being a mom, there's being a wife, there's every other thing in the world before you put yourself up. and. Yeah. To find out that, no, you need to prioritize yourself to make them other things work easier and better for you. It's, it's a very hard switch to flick. Yes, yes. It's not easy. And I resonate with what you share because we are looking for that switch on the outside. Yep. Yeah, all the time looking for that. Where is it? Where is it? Because we're never taught how to turn inward, how yeah. to look inward. Besides turning inward, where to even look? Because inside is full of otherwise darkness. Yeah. And and negative beliefs, limiting beliefs about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, like the world seems to make it out like, if you focus on yourself, you're being vain. So then yes. people feel like I can't focus on myself because I don't want to look vain. But it's not about being vain. It's about caring for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the difference, I, I talk about this in my book, but specifically I'll share this with your audience as well. What is the difference when people feel like, oh my goodness, loving yourself, that sounds very selfish. Sometimes some religions have that and we're not taught specifically how to do that. So self-love 
can look like it is selfish, but it's actually the most important thing that you can do for yourself because without it, how can you have the relationship with another person? If your relationship with yourself is suffering, your relationship guaranteed with other people is going to suffer because you are suffering and you're bringing that with you to your relationships. It's a very unconscious thing. It is. So when we become conscious, that's when uh, you start to understand how much more of you you can actually bring. Yeah. For yourself like, and then others. If you go, if you take yourself off to get your nails done every couple of weeks and that hour just allows you to sit back, relax and heal yourself from the toils that life brings you, it could be that that nail glue stops the yourself from fraying and then harming the relationships with those that you care about. So it's easier to go and get your nails done instead of arguing with your husband or your son. Yeah. Self-awareness. Yeah. Self-awareness is so important. Like without that awareness, we are being selfish. We don't yeah. know that we're being selfish. Exactly. Oh, it's that's, such a minefield. That's the, <laughs> that, that is the difference. That's a huge difference. <laughs> now you've wrote two books, haven't you? I've written one book, like the others are all ebooks available on free, <laughs> but I've written one main book, which is called Wired for Self-Love. And the blurb for that that's on the book is 11 strategies to free yourself from your past, embrace your true identity and develop unshakable confidence. Now, I think everybody could do it looking at this book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so where did you get the concept for this book? Where did you decide, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to help people with this? I started writing about in 2000, early 2016. And I realized I was writing a lot on personal development and specifically relationship with self and then relationship with others because I, I wanted, like I was divorced, I was going through a lot of uh, healing. And so I personal development was ongoing non-stop anyways uh, so I developed processes in the meantime what I was also doing was uh, feeding my own like filling my own cup because yeah. my cup was running empty my own cup of self-love was empty so everything I was told I could not do or should not do or be this way or be that way I chose to put aside and give myself the things that I was denied yeah. such as travel, such as dancing. So it made me so happy. And then the confidence that I talk about uh, and the, and there's a picture on the book and that on the cover, it's me, but it's the smile that is there that you get from getting to know yourself and doing the work that nobody else can take away from you yeah. once you are in that space. So that confidence that I was looking for, I went and explored that through public speaking. And then I shared my story in front of a live audience, which was an amazing experience on its own. So, but building that confidence came from doing the things that I thought I could not do. That's amazing. Life experiences, they're things that people just can't take away. 
Yes. I love dancing. You know, me and my little boy, we will dance around the house like maniacs, but the smiles on our faces afterwards, you can't beat it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is where the happiness you talk about just now is uh, people look for that on the outside. What does me, what that means for you is very different to what happiness can mean for other people. So we got to find that what, what that is for ourselves. Yeah. And once we give that to ourselves, we're able to give that to other people and at least be able to provide that space for other people because we did that for ourselves. We took care of ourselves, our emotions, our well-being, made ourselves happy. How is that selfish? Yeah, I fully agree. So for the people that haven't got family members around and a single parent and they are feeling afraid and they feel like they can't take time out for themselves because they've got no one to look after the kids, how would you just how do you tell them to look after themselves? Mm, if they have friends that can, um, that they can trust to leave their child with, maybe that's an option they can entertain or do activities with their child that is going to help both the child and them, something yeah. they both enjoy. Um, so definitely parents think that, oh, once I'm a parent, I cannot give myself time. That guilt, it keeps coming up. So give yourself that grace that you are doing a good job. I, for one, will vouch for this because I'm a mom, but I I don't live. I, when I separated, I... I started my life on my own and my son lives with my ex-husband. Yeah. Which means that I'm spending less and less time with him. I have limited time with him. But does that mean I am giving less to him? He may be missing me. I may miss him. But when I am with him, when he is with me, are we giving each other quality time? Yeah. And I needed to do what I needed to do for myself. So do not compare my journey with yours. Your journey is your own. Yeah. Without my taking care of myself, I could not provide that space for my son. Yeah. So do whatever it is that you can to take care of yourself. And I will say this because when I started doing this, I started trusting myself that the universe will provide what is needed. Yeah. For this to happen. And now when I see my son is a little bit more responsible, confident, and what I've been investing heavily, emotionally, just being there for him, talking to him, communicating with him, holding the space to talk and listen to him. Yeah. The less and less that 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 guilt is not there. And the in that guilt has been replaced by some faith in myself in whatever it is that I'm doing and that once I am not there in his life possibly my words are going to live way past that's that's what you need to be looking at what are you giving to the relationship to your child that they are going to carry on exactly you're not there it's not all about the riches see that you don't need to worry about anything else No, I fully understand that. I mean, one of my very best friends, we actually met at a baby group and 
I used to be so withdrawn. I used to like stay in the house a lot. And I was like, no, because this is not healthy for my child. I want to get out there. And we went to a baby group and we sat there and we didn't know anybody. And I noticed another woman who was exactly the same. She was sat there with her baby, wasn't speaking to anybody. So I made the effort to go over and say hi. And then as we were walking out of the baby group, this woman just yells to me, stop. I was like, whoa, what's going on? And I turned around and she was asking me about, about my baby bag. And from then on, you know, over a decade later, me and her are still very, very good friends. We talk so often and our children, I absolutely adore her child. She adores mine. And it all came from just going out to a baby group that was supposed to be for my son. And I ended up getting one of the best gifts out of it. So it's, you know, if you can't, if you are a single parent and you are struggling and you haven't got the people that you can give your child to for an hour or so, get yourself off to these baby groups because you're going to find other parents in the exact same boat. Mm. And you can heal off of each other. I used to organize girls' nights in. You know, we'd have the babies up in like the cot and we would stay in and we'd have pizza and we'd watch a movie and that was enough to heal us and for us to relax and and it doesn't have to cost a lot for you to help yourself you wrote some you wrote a poem called white crayon which I absolutely love (laughs) (laughs) do you want to tell us about that sure absolutely um I find uh I find inspiration in many different things and uh, we are in one way or the other where there's a little white crayon in all of us uh, that wants to belong to someone or in a group or in a community or feel a little useful in life. (laughs) So when, when we're as, as kids, we start to, the first thing we we don't start writing, we start scribbling and we're given crayons to work with because they're not so messy and they're fun and whatever it is, children love using them. But turns out in a box of crayons, the least used crayon is the white one. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because the paper is white usually. But um, what if what if a child is given a black paper? Maybe they're going to think about it. Maybe they're going to think, oh, this color is not working. Maybe I need to use another color. So it's where all that that white crayon that wants that belonging is is this this poem that I wrote. And uh, you have to embrace uh, or find your your purpose first before you can tell others what your purpose is. And (laughs) when you find that, then you can be useful in the world. Yeah, you can create your own piece of art. <laughs> yes, and it <laughs> takes time for your life to become a piece of art. And, and once it is a piece of art, it doesn't matter because what matters is the story you tell because that story is going to change other people's lives. Yeah, it was such a wonderful poem and you can find it on your website. Mm. It's on Medium, uh, nehasani.medium.com. And uh, if you go to the lists, you can find them in my poems list. 
it was absolutely amazing. I'm reading it and it's, although it's not written in a deep way, it, it's very literal. It has them um, deep connotations where it pulls you in, it makes you think about your own life. And are you on a white piece of paper or have you managed to find yourself a colored piece of paper for you to sh- start showing your story on? And yeah, it's, it's very thought provoking. Yeah. Uh, what I, my favorite bit is uh, the one where I am cheering on because that's, that's who I am. I was, I was my own cheerleader. So in my poems, I'm the one talking my thoughts out to myself. So it's me, myself and I were having a conversation and we're cheering the little, <laughs> um, <laughs> the white crayon and us like, you go, you're going to go beat that gray crayon and give it competition <laughs> and believe in yourself because you know, you have it in you. It will take time, but you have it in you. And I'm waiting. I will be by your side. I will be waiting by the radio to listen to your accolades and (laughs) how famous you become while I'm doing the dishes. I'm going to be listening (laughs) for you. (laughs) Because because that's what people do. I mean, I I personally love listening to stuff while I'm doing stuff around the house. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah. (laughs) I I love it now I can see behind you that you've got some dream catchers Mm -hmm. you do this in your downtime as part of you know self-healing self-love just relaxed and making dream catchers Uh, yes I absolutely love making them Uh, I've always been like I made handmade jewelry picked it up when I was a kid but uh, this is something more recent, but this has everything that I had been fascinated about since childhood. And um, I love making them and it's become therapeutic almost like, oh, what is missing in my life? Oh, I have not. I've not worked on this one today. What should I do? So it's just like something, a piece of art that I go back to every now yeah. and then. And it just develops. I don't care about how the outcome is going to be what I don't know when when I start when I when I end what it's going to be like <laughs> and I don't care because it helps me stay present to whatever it is that I am doing and anything and everything I believe and that whatever works for you try that so whatever helps me, this helps me stay as present as possible yeah uh, and it yeah. has also helped me to uh, find healing sometimes I find ideas sometimes I find answers that I'm looking for yeah um, and and uh, in the process, I it turn out to, it, I make something beautiful, <laughs> and that's the best thing of all is that you create something out of wanting to have some self love and some self healing out of it. So that's yeah. a perfect result, and that's something else that can be passed on to my listeners is just take something that will bring you joy. And it doesn't have to be a lot. It can just be something, you know, you could draw a picture or the way that I relax and focus on myself is I like to read because it just gives me that zen-like trance. I escape into another world. I can focus on the characters' problems. And then when I come back out, I'm feeling a lot more calm. And then I can focus on with the rest of my day. Yeah, yeah. 
to find out whatever works because sometimes we feel like okay what has worked for other people needs to work for us and but sometimes that can also be like why is this not working for me yeah so we have to try different things and just do what works for us yeah absolutely it's all personal and that's I think that's the problem is everyone's looking for that one answer that fits all and it's not that at all because we're so completely different that every answer is going to be different yeah absolutely and Google has uh, a lot of information I joke I, I joke about social media a lot and especially I love Google I love you I use all the platforms that is made available for free but I I joke about it as well that Google doesn't have all the answers you do so yeah you gotta find that you have you have a lot of information and Google may know a lot about you on the outside but it doesn't have the answers that you are looking for those answers you will find them when you do the things that bring you joy Exactly. And I know social media has had a hit um, and it does take away your focus from the life that you're living. But if what brings you joy is watching funny cat videos on TikTok for half an hour and it helps you to be in a good mood and it allows you to go off and play with your children a little bit better, then that's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I mean, as long as you're aware and it doesn't become kind of like an addiction, that's that's, yeah. the, that's the part that we need to be aware of because when it becomes addictive, we don't realize it until we're way too long watching cat videos for over an hour before we yeah. know. <laughs> so the awareness definitely needs to be there and it's okay. So finding time to what may look like a waste of time is not actually a waste of time because you're using that distraction in a positive way. So choosing a positive distraction, I mean, cat videos are funny, they're entertaining, but you're using that to change your, your, how you feel. Yeah. And once that you get that different feeling in your body, it just changes everything and your perception towards life itself changes, which is amazing. Yep. That's exactly what I was getting at. I mean, I will watch a few TikTok videos. It'll get me laughing, get me in a good mood. I'll go and put some music on. And then, like you said, do the pops. And you're singing away at the top of your voice. I mean, I can't sing for toffee, but I sing away at the top of my voice and I'm laughing while I'm doing it. And who laughs while they're washing the pots? (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. That's what our listeners, well, that's what my listeners need to realize is they can do the most mundane things, but do it in a way that gives you joy because that's just going to make your day even better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I find uh, thoughts very entertaining and sometimes the most um, interesting of thoughts happen just when I my my head hits the pillow <laughs> so I'm I've, I'm like I've turned off all the lights and I'm about to sleep then I'm like I get the most exciting thoughts on poems <laughs> especially poems they come to me at that time or in the shower sometimes I wish my brain was or 
my mind was connected to a printer or a writing machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fast it goes. But it's kind of like a download. And so I'm I'm back in the in the living room finding my pieces of paper, jotting down <laughs> notes to come back to the next day to write that poem. <laughs> that happens a lot of times. I've had that as well. I mean, I used to do um fiction writing when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times it was I'd wake up in the middle of the night, I'd had a dream and I remembered the plot line and everything. And it was like running around in the middle of the night, trying to write down this plot line. And it was like, (laughs) I'd watched a movie and I'm trying to write down this entire movie on a piece of paper. (laughs) And then I'd go back to bed and I wake up in the morning, I'd be looking at it and half the words aren't formed, right? Because I was half asleep writing it. And you're like, what was I writing about? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that's that's a part of life deciphering <laughs> yourself it's joy not easy <laughs> yeah that's the joy of creativity and um, something that I would love to share with my with your listeners is um something that my husband practices uh, consciously and he's like how these buddhists monks or buddhists they're making stuff like mandalas or stuff like that and they just they take time to make that thing and then the next moment they destroy it yeah and it's in the destruction of it it may feel like oh my goodness all the thing that I worked on is just completely ruined. For example, like I made a painting or something like that, and you drop a cup of coffee on it and whatever it is, something knock, get knocked over and it's like ruined. But then that's where you find the detachment right. as well. So you're not feeling like you are addicted to that one thing that you have created. You are opening yourself up to creating more. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I won't call it addiction more than I would call it attachment. Yeah. Because we get attached to something that we create. Yeah. But it's our children are our creations, but they're not our possession. No. And that's why that, and practicing that detachment uh, and, seeing them for example as individuals as as their as their own beings who are going to live out and fly the nest in whatever reach heights and they're going to be their own people so having that detachment as a parent is important like things for example when we work on something and we keep on trying and it just does not happen. It does not work. We don't see any fruition to that. That's the point with it. Okay, maybe I can let go. Can I let go of this? Is that a part of me that is going to make peace within that when I let go of that? Yeah. Can I do that? Is it possible? Because then at the end of the day, our peace is important. And, and that's something that's, focused on in your book as well um it's the letting go of things that are bringing you toxins like toxic relationships and people that are not benefiting your life at all and being and having the confidence to say I will be enough and I will be okay without you in my life yes and I think that's a very 
big problem at the moment is that people cling, like we were saying before about you jump out of an airplane, you're just going to grab onto anybody. It's if you're clinging on to the wrong person, they're not going to benefit your life at all. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Because and people are afraid to leave uh, relationships, even if they are toxic in nature and abusive in nature, because that is what is familiar to them. Yeah, and yeah. and the mind is afraid of uh, that which it's not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So the body throws it off with all the anxiety. What's going to happen? Oh, no, I am safe here. And then we stay in the comfort zone. And that comfort zone is not where our growth happens. No. So, And it's having that self-confidence as well. That yeah. self-confidence to say, I will be okay. Yeah. Because yeah. we shouldn't be relying on other people. We should be relying on us and people that are in our lives are our bonuses just like our children I mean I'm going to have to start focusing on my uh stopping being so dependent on my child because I see him and I'm like right come and give me a hug I need a hug (laughs) I'm gonna have to stop doing that soon because when he's an adult and you know his partner might not like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) knocking on the door can I have a hug I need a hug (laughs) yeah yeah I understand how we can self-soothe yes very much now, you do a blog as well, which I've seen a few of your articles on there. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. all very lighthearted. That they're not like deep and dark. That They're very lighthearted. They're like how you can expand yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have uh, an, another poem, which uh, it's called Where is the Light? and the light that people are looking for and uh, so most of the time it's it's hard it's very hard to to find um when especially when we're going through a lot of mess ourselves it's hard on us and uh, one thing that I would want to share with your listeners is something I laugh about now because it was um, so writing is something that I absolutely learned. Uh, one year of writing my book made me fall in love with writing itself uh, because writing is dangerous. <laughs> it changes your brain, literally, and it is amazing. So whoever is writing is doing something amazing, keep that going. <laughs> But when it came to, Cassie, when it came to writing, right, so um, I was working with a book coach and he was helping me with the ideas and stuff. And then he said, okay, let's write about this. Uh, and then you have to do research on this. We can't just go ahead and write, go do this research and then come back to me. We have this much time. And I had uh, I had until that point because I'm writing all of these things, uh, blogs and uh, practicing meditation, doing shadow work, all of those things. I had done all of that. So I was wondering why the hell I am. I'm a self-love expert. All right. I'm a self-love advocate. All right. Why do I need to research? I have everything I need to know. Everything is there in me. Why do I need to research? So I was procrastinating. And how was I procrastinating the research? Uh, well, the other reason was um, 
I like when you go on to research in people in people's mind, especially my own. I share with with your listeners because maybe they'll bump up bump up against this online. When you say research, you're looking for academic, uh, in quotes, boring research papers <laughs> that you have to request for and then download and blah 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 and read and study and make something out of <laughs> make sense out of it. So that's what I thought because that was the one article I found, and I'm like. I don't think I can put myself through another piece of that article again. (laughs) Um, And that was one of the things that was actually stopping me. And I didn't know better. I didn't know I could go to Mr. Google and find whatever else I could. Um, but, But what was I doing with the time I was given? I was baking bread. I was, I was, I was distracting myself with food and, and I gained weight because I was distracting myself. I was like, anything when we're procrastinating, what is it that we're doing? What we do something that we can immediately accomplish. Yeah. Eating is a food, it's something. And and what I was doing was I was eating my emotions. And then I stopped myself after three weeks of doing this. I stopped myself in the in my tracks and I go. Who am I to call myself the self-love expert when I am running away from my emotions, (laughs) stuffing them with food? (laughs) (laughs) And that was like, that was another light bulb moment. And I go, oh, wow, look at me. Look at this ego. Wow. (laughs) I'm going to write about this. Wonderful. All right. So I found the solution procrastination but instead of going you horrible person you're getting fat you're not doing any of the work instead I said how can I love myself through this how can I embrace this part of me that has procrastinated that wasted so much time and made I just made myself absolutely useless and just did whatever I could so I was feeling terrible about this I said, how can I show myself self-compassion? Yeah. And then that's where I go. It's okay. There is a lesson in this. That's when I learned I need to practice what I'm about to teach the rest of the world about self-love. There is a (laughs) lesson in it. It's mental, isn't it? I mean, I wanted to start exercising and for some reason I keep putting it off because Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a part of me that says you're not going to do it you're not going to see any results and I'm one of them people that I like to see instant results yeah and it is so hard for me to wait that's why I everyone's going to go mad at me about this but I hate the lead up to Christmas I really really hate it I would rather everyone say to me I'm not getting you anything and then I'd be fine. But if someone says to me, like on the 15th of December, I've got you a present for the next 10 days, it is hell. Because I'm like, what have they got me? What have they got me? What if I haven't got them something that's just as good? Oh my God. Oh, and I wind myself up about it. <laughs> and it's like, why do I do this to myself? Why am I so anxious about someone giving me a gift? Why am I so anxious about going to the gym and putting in the work and focusing on myself. And it's Mm. that little, I mean, it's only just hit me, guys. She is a miracle worker because it's literally just clicked. 
to me. It's because I feel like I can't do it. Mm. It's because I feel like I am going to let myself down, so it's not worth starting. Wow. And that has literally just clicked right now. Hooray! <laughs> celebrating for you because right now, listeners, Cassie B, your beautiful host, is never going to be the same person again. She has transformed. <laughs> Yay! And wow. this is the transformation. This is the transformational work that that when we see it happening gives me the ultimate joy. And yeah. this transformation can happen for anyone and everyone. It's possible. Yeah. And we can, we can, and now that you have that realization. You're, diff- you're going to think about it in a very different way. And possibly, you may not go to the gym tomorrow, but it's going to be a little bit easier on you. Yeah. Because of this clicking, because of this acceptance, yeah. you're not the same person. And it's a different thing for me to focus on. Like, I was so focused on going and getting the exercise. And I'm thinking it's the exercise that is a problem. And it's not. It's my anxieties. So if I focus on my anxieties and fix that, that will then allow me to go into any other situation, including exercising, and not have them anxieties. Yeah. Wow. Yes. (laughs) See, that's why I have guests on, guys, because she just told me her story and it was like a light bulb moment for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's where you bring the light on from from the light bulb from yourself to other people's lives <laughs> yeah so everybody that doesn't like going to the gym think about why you don't want to because that's the crux yeah. once you can get rid of that crux hopefully it's going to get easier and hopefully in a year's time I'll be going to the gym and I'll be going yes I look absolutely amazing I can eat what I want because I look great yeah. At the minute, yeah. I'm doing exactly what you did, and it's uh, I can't do that, so I'm just going to eat, and then that makes yes. it even worse. Yes, absolutely. And uh, my coach, my book coach, I follow his journey on social media, and he's always sharing interesting uh, facts, information, research, and his own photos. And he says, "Look for the resistance." Mm-hmm. always look for where the resistance is because the resistance is going to tell you something about yourself because whatever you resist will persist. Wow. This is yeah. mental. I'm learning just as much as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's just amazing. I, I'm. That has just blown my mind. It really, really has. I'm absolutely gobsmacked that something clicks by listening to others. And that's a massive lesson as well. Listen to others and garner from other people's expertise because it could just help you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I call these moments, these, I think they're so beautiful. I call them brain freeze moments where everything just completely, your brain, your your mind just gets blows. And all those pieces that have blown apart, they come back, but then it's, it's coming back as pieces of puzzles. Yeah. But this time it's a little bit more fixed. It really did. Beautiful. Like this is this is the work with the invisible. I 
work with the invisible. I see the invisible. I and I'm, and I'm not able to do this without having to sit with my invisible myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So if the main message is look for the things that you're telling yourself you cannot do. Understand the reasoning why you're telling yourself you can't do that and work on that because that will free you to accomplish anything and then that will then bring you joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can choose. It's so simple though. It sounds so simple and yet it seems so hard at the same time. Yeah. One of the most powerful things that a thought that is coming to my mind that I would love to share with your listeners is um, decision making. Yeah. Decide. Once you decide on something, don't wait more than five seconds. Just go and do take the first step because that's where the resist. You have the power to overcome that resistance, mm-hmm. even if it is one tiny percent. So yeah. if the resistance is wearing your your uh, gym shoes, just wear them and like get ready. Stay in be- stay in bed with your gym gear so that when you wake up, you just jump into your shoes and go for a run or jog or whatever it is. So it's that simple. A decision is powerful because that's where you have you have the ability to make a difference in your life. And without making that difference in your life, you cannot make that difference in other people's lives. Exactly. You need to be the best that you can be so you can give the best to others. And I mean, I follow that example exactly. When I'm doing the school run, I will go out in my running gear because I can either turn off and come back home or I can keep going and I can go for a run. Yeah, And if I'm in my running gear, I'm nine times out of 10 more likely to just go for a run and then go home instead of just turning off and going home because I've already made that decision. And I do procrastinate. I mean, there's been times I have laid in bed before I've got up for the school run and I've been like, no, you don't need to go for a run today. Yes, we do need to go for a run today. No, we'll do it tomorrow. No, we're not going to do it tomorrow. And then it's like my body just takes over and I look up and I'm dressed in my running gear. Yeah. And it's like my body's just gone. I am not listening to the two voices in your head. I'm going to make the decision and we're going for a run. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's wonderful. That's how you do it. Absolutely. It's like just in that moment you were you made the decision and boom, you were going. You're off. Yeah. And the two voices instantly silenced, and it was like, right, okay, well, we're listening to the body. Yeah. And maybe that's another because you tell that to mothers, that's something that's impressed on mothers is listen to your body because your yes. body will tell you what you need. But we stop doing that after mm. we've had a child or before we've had a child. We don't listen to our body and our body will tell us what we need. So yeah. maybe we need to start getting in tune with our body as well. Yeah, absolutely. Our bodies are just, uh, there is a book, famous book called The Body Keeps Score. And um, we, the more in tune we are, the body tells us everything because that's how it communicates to us. 
wow. which is amazing. We sit and just listen. Like even when we're breathing, you know, observing the breath, which is so powerful in meditation or something like that, whatever. When you sit and you observe your breath, you will notice what's going on in your belly and you'll feel that there is some resistance over there. Like without doing that, you, without stepping into your body, you do not know. Mm -hmm. So the more in tune you are, and and the other thing about this is something that I bring up because I I struggle with this myself through public speaking. Um, I I had signs of nervousness that I noticed in other people and then myself, and the body tells everything that we're trying to hide. Yeah. Which is amazing because we're whoever is pacing the room back and forth, that's nervous energy we're trying to take out. Wow. On the on the on the on the on the podium, on the speaker podium. Yeah, I've always paced when I've been talking. I think that's why I'm a podcaster, guys, because it makes me sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's a, and you've created a platform for yourself, which is great, and that's more of a you're like you're comfortable doing that, you're natural at it, which is great. But if you're standing in front of people, pop the sphere of public speaking is is real mm -hmm. because what we are looking for is acceptance from others. Yeah, and the acceptance is never going to come from them more than it's going to come from within. Yeah. And that's where we need to relax and tell ourselves, here's the difference. This this knowledge that you just had, that this change, that the download that you just got a few moments ago, this told you something about yourself, Cassie. Yeah. And the listeners, whoever is listening and whatever transformation is happening from listening or from doing the work that you're doing, whatever happens and your body has told you something, something changed up here and it cascaded while in that mind, the moment your mind blew and it came back together, magic and miracle happened. And in that instant, you came to know something about yourself, some truth. Yeah. When you speak from that truth, everyone is going to believe you because you're going to speak from a place of knowing. You're going to speak from a place of conviction. And that's the place you need to find within yourself. And once you have that, you're not going to be worried about what other people are thinking. Because yeah. the other people, you make it a story for them and their kids, they're listening to you. Yeah. And you don't know the power your voice has on those people. Just like that, whatever I said had some effect on you, it is having some effect on other people. We have to believe it. And what that belief is going to come from a deep place of knowing. And that knowing comes from the body. It does. I mean, you won't have realized this, but since that moment when I realized it wasn't my fear of exercise and it was more of a fear of me. I'm quite an anxious person and I will freely admit it. I mean, I hate leaving the house and locking the door. I will go back and check so many times. It's unreal. And when I'm talking to people before, I get nerves. I feel ill. I get sweaty. My hands are shaking. And I've put myself in positions where I've been on stage and once I've done it, I love the feeling, but the lead up to it, I hate. And even before an interview, like via podcast, 
I still get bits of that. But since I've acknowledged my anxieties, all of a sudden that's just gone. Now I feel quite calm. And normally I'm, I go, I blush. I blush so much. I go bright red everywhere. And since then, like since that moment, I can feel my body like just going back to normal. It, it's like, yeah. it's easy. It's like, yes, I know you're there, anxieties, but I'm not listening to you now. You can go away. We're okay. We're safe. You can go over yeah. there and we will focus on this and then we'll reconvene and we'll try and sort you out later. Yeah, yeah. Finding that safety within. Yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. I can't thank you enough. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> I did not expect this at all. <laughs> wow. Wow. I just thought I was going to have some conversations with some amazing people. <laughs> I did not realize that there would just be like this mind-blowing moment and all the pieces would come together and I'd realize something so profound in my life. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so guys, check Nia out on niasonid.com. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You have to thank yourself because you're doing the podcasting. I'm happy. I'm so glad that I'm, I have this opportunity to be on your platform. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Everything, everything that you're doing is great. Oh, thank you so much. Do you want to tell everybody about the courses that you run? Um, there is a public speaking, a whole public speaking course that I have, um, uh, which I'm thinking where you can find uh, one of the ways to find it is through. Um, oh, so I have free things that people can download, which is available on Neha Sony.com forward slash free. And there are ebooks that there's for relationships, public speaking, and like little things that can help you and be mindful of the words that you use. So those kind of things. Free resources are available. Uh, some of the other links are also available on my link tree, which is linktr.ee forward slash Neha Um, The program might, you might be able to find the program there. You can find a meditation there that you can download. Lots and lots of resources and, and programs that you can look into. And they can always contact you via your website as well. Well, my website, my LinkedIn, I'm, I'm, I'm present in both of these places, absolutely. <laughs> Thank and you. I'm going to be putting all of these links on my socials. So if you need to check it out on there. But once again, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, have an amazing day. And hopefully I will be talking to you very, very soon. <laughs> looking forward to it thank you <laughs> you too thank you Nia Welcome. I hope you found my conversation with Nia as interesting as I did I cannot believe I had a revelation about myself just through talking to her she really is on the ball with this all of Nia's links can be found on my social media pages you can find me on Facebook 
at podcast official on instagram and tiktok i'm at podcast underscore official if you've got a funny or inspiring story you'd like to share with me please email me on official podcast at gmail.com please leave a rate review and subscribe on apple podcast or a recommendation on my facebook page as this helps my little podcast find bigger audiences but for this week i've chewed your ear off enough watch out for the billy bullshitters and i'll talk to you soon